Have you ever turned around and all of a sudden it's two years later? And you thought you'd take a wee tiny little break and somehow your break feels more like you fell down a rabbit hole and all these strange things started happening to you like moving and more children. And at the end of those two years, you look around and you think, I'm a creator. Where are all the cool things I was supposed to have created? And then you remember, buddy, you actually did create something. You created this whole other person and he's wiggling around your house because you squeezed him out of places unmentionable. Then you give yourself just the teensiest bit of grace. Until tomorrow, when you wake up in a cold sweat, whipping your head around the room, looking for all the cool things you should have created in the past two years, and instead, you find your oldest child curled up next to you on the bed, munching on an unfrosted frozen cupcake from the batch you were saving for his third birthday party. Dang it! You follow the trail of chocolate cake crumbs to the kitchen, where your one-year-old screams reverberate off the walls and into your sleep-starved mind. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be an artist, but how on earth is that supposed to happen when nearly every waking minute is spent dealing with tantrums or wiping up spit up or loading the dishwasher or doing one more load of laundry? Before I get to attempting to answer life's greatest questions, let me just say, welcome to season two. It's finally here! And it feels so good to be back. I have missed you, dear listener. Just like with season one, I intend to release 10 episodes of season two. I'll release a new episode every two weeks. And by the way, I have had listeners ask, why every two weeks? Why not more? And this is because with children, there is barely any extra time. Believe me, I would if I could. A few weeks ago, I was interviewed by Youngman Brown of YourCreativePush.com, which I would highly recommend you listen to. I will link it in the show notes. And by the way, he releases his podcast daily, which is so amazing and also so crazy. I have so much respect for him. But there's also something to be said for keeping oneself sane. So every two weeks, it is. But anyway, back to the podcast. In an effort to stay sane these past two years, I've been upping my voice memo game. I used to voice memo frequently, but now it's almost a daily occurrence. I just do it on my iPhone, real simple, in the car, wherever. I think especially since I'm an odd balance of outgoing introvert mixed with external processor, I need a space in which I can think and work things out. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about parenthood in general and how parenthood fits into who we are as creators. And let me just say, this is a tough balance. I'm still trying to work it out myself. I've been externally processing about it with my iPhone in voice memos, where I usually share thoughts like this. Oh, there's another spider. Oh, go away. Oh, and this. Ah, I just got attacked by a fly. But today... I wanted to share my rough voice memoed thoughts on parenthood and art with you in hopes that maybe some of you can relate. Oh man, it's been a day. Just kids everywhere, tantrums, and it's really overwhelming. And I I feel at the end of the day, I feel like I've been through a war or something. It just, I don't know. I don't know if it's because 
you know, I'm an introvert or what, but it's like, I feel like every single day I don't have enough time to just center and get on the same page with myself before the next day starts. And it's the same thing over again. And before I launch into this too much, I just want to put a disclaimer out here. I know it hopefully goes without saying, but just throwing it out there. I know it sounds like hmm, I'm complaining a bunch about being a mom and a parent. I just feel like for all of my exhaustion and all of my questioning what the H I was thinking, um, it's at the end of the day, it's, and even in the middle of the day, when I'm in the thick of it, it's so worth it. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And my kids are wonderful and I'm, I'm excited to get to know them. And it's so interest. It's so interesting. It's so interesting raising people and getting to know different people that you created, but they're independent of who you are. And so let me just say, I love my kids and they are one of the best parts of my whole existence. And so if any of this comes across as, as complaining, I don't mean for it to be. I definitely think, however, that a, a degree of honesty needs to happen within the parenting community because I feel like there is a lot of dishonesty that happens and not even like full-on lies, although I'm sure that happens too, but dishonesty in terms of we try and portray how well-rounded we are and how balanced we are and how our kids are you know, so perfect and how our lives are so perfect. And it, it looks like that on social media in pictures and everything when really we're just trying to hold it together. So with all that said, I lately have just been feeling completely overwhelmed. Like there's no corner of my life in which to think and center. So the thing that I think I've been thinking about the most is identity. And I feel like it's very easy to lose your identity in your kids. And I think that even though it's easy to do, it's a real disservice to not only your kids, but also yourself. And I feel myself doing it. And I, I feel like I make a conscious effort to have other pursuits have other dreams and goals for myself other than my kids. Um, But it's hard having kids. I I feel like life is one big progression toward unselfishness. You know, you start out super selfish as a little kid and then you, you know, get married and you give up a part of your selfishness and then you have kids and you give up another part of your selfishness. And then, um, I think to be an artist or be a creator, you have to have a degree of selfishness and maybe selfishness is the wrong word. Maybe it is more, cause I think that's a, a negative connotation. I mean the same thing, but in a positive way. So maybe a degree of, I don't know, self-respect, uh, 
to where you value who you are enough to give yourself the time to really let who you are, the part of you that isn't a parent, that is a creator and an artist, to let that person play. I was listening to this really great podcast by Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic, and she was interviewing someone about how they created when they had kids. And when their kids got a little older and more self-sufficient, it was understood that when mom closed the door of her study, that you were not to interrupt her because she was creating. And at first I kind of thought, oh, well, okay, well, just shut the door in your kids' faces. Why don't you? But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? She's able to be a much better mom because she gives herself that time to play, to relax, to recharge. That's her recharge time, her sanity time. And, and how many times as moms or as parents do we sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice so much to the point of our detriment, to the point where we don't have anything else to give and we're just kind of running on fumes parenting. And that's when we really start to lose our patience, lose our cool, yell at our kids, which I'm totally guilty of. But when I find that I step back and take a moment and even just take a morning, have my parents watch the kids, take a morning, sit at Main Street Bagel and just not do anything, just eat my bagel, then it's like the actual act of sitting by oneself and giving oneself the space to eat a bagel by oneself is just such a holy thing that it gives you enough time and space to recharge and be a better parent. I don't want to lose myself. I have to have other pursuits and I think I think my first inclination is to feel guilty about that, but I'm choosing to not. Because once these kids are out of the house, what do I have? You know? What do I have other than my pursuits, the things that I'm passionate about, the things that set me on fire? So I'm choosing right now to not feel guilty, to allow myself that space to create. There's a lot of pressure, I think, from... Well, it comes from everywhere. My gosh, social media is so icky for it. it. I look around and I see all of these perfect homes and these perfect pictures of perfect homes and perfect diets for kids. And it's so overwhelming. It makes me just, it makes me never want to be on social media again. You know, and maybe I'm guilty of that and not even know, not even knowing that I'm making someone feel that way. Let me just say for once and for all, to anyone that's ever thought I've had my stuff together, I don't. And even though I am posting the highlight reel, I hope that I'm also posting the bloopers too. Maybe this is my blooper reel. Honestly, dear listener, is my blooper reel. <laughs> oh gosh. 
You know, most of the time I feel like an ugly witch mom. (laughs) Oh no, I said it. I said it publicly. Yeah, I do. I mean, my son is, at the time he was two, and he would get my phone and he would know exactly how to manipulate thing that thing to swipe right and da-da-da, whatever, to get to exactly the things that he wanted to get to. Now his new thing is the can- he wants to get over to my camera and take pictures of me. And they're the worst pictures ever. And part of me is like, oh my gosh, erase that as soon as you can. And then the other part is like, no, keep those pictures because that's honest. And what, what, in what other time of your life do you ever get that honest of a portrayal of yourself? But anyway, in most of the pictures, I look like an ugly witch mom. I do. Like stringy, greasy hair, not showered fur. Well, I'm not even going to tell you how long I go sometimes. It's embarrassing. You know, the same pants that I wear every single day that I stuff in the laundry when I can. And he takes pictures of me and I feel old and yucky and ugh. So I think, I think the antidote to all of this mom guilt is radical self-acceptance. I feel the way I feel and I allow that. And I'm not going to try and make myself feel any other way, I'm going to give myself grace. And as far as not creating goes, I am creating. I am creating a life for these children and for my husband. And it's centering and stable and predictable. I am creating. It just doesn't look the same right now. I don't have hours of uninterrupted time to write like I used to. Another fix for all of this is gratitude. Gratitude that I get to have this right now. Gratitude for the, oh man, gratitude for the moments that I get to have time. You know, I never, I used to just be so casual with the amount of time I had. I had all day long to do whatever I wanted. And now I feel like now that time is so much more precious, I value the time that I have so much more than I did before. Does that make sense? I think I compartmentalize parts of my life. Okay, here's my mother compartment. Here is my creative compartment. When really they're the same thing. It's all interconnected. And I can use creativity to help me be a better mother, just as I can use motherhood to be a better artist. Being a mom is one of the hardest things I've ever done, but being a mom is also one of the coolest things I'll ever do. Maybe the thing we're supposed to do is to drop the supposed to's. Maybe we're doing the best we can with what we have. The pressure we put on ourselves as parents and as creators in general is so great that it's actually driving us farther away from what we want. Creativity requires space. 
I believe creating comes from a place of joy, which is a function of love. And what kills joy more than anything? The shoulds and the have-tos. And believe me, as I'm saying these things, I'm letting them sink into my very own soul. I'm far from perfect or anything close to it. I hope that's a little more apparent now. What if we do small things like carve out 10 minutes a day to breathe and create something out of joy? It doesn't have to be huge, just something small and doable. And before we know it, all those small efforts add up into something that's birthed with a whole lot of love. I'm Carrington Schaefer, and thank you for joining me for not only another episode, but also another season of Honestly Dear Listener. And before you click over to the next podcast on your playlist, I want you to know that I'm taking show suggestions. If you know an artist or artists that you admire, or if you have a question about pretty much anything, please don't hesitate to ask. Go to honestlydearlistener.com click on contact at the top of the page and send me your questions slash suggestions slash funny stories. I'm always up for a chuckle. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud. You get the picture. And if you want to go back and listen to season one, all former episodes are up on our website at honestleaderlistener.com. Today's show was produced by myself and Seth Schaefer. As always, our wonderful sponsor is Hoptocopter Films, and they've been reminding me for two years now that Honestly Dear Listener's story needs to be told. And speaking of stories, if you have a story you want to tell, Hoptocopter Films can help you connect your audience with your unique story. Find them online at hoptocopter.com. Join me in two weeks when our program continues. Continues.